and welcome to Just the Jew of Us, the Jewish podcast. Not the only one. It's one of them. It's a, it's a, a Jewish, Jewish podcast. podcast. That's right. Uh, my name is Alyssa Epstein. And I'm Ross Wiseman. Both Jewish last names. Here and we Jewish go. friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, yeah. Uh, what are we talking about today, Alyssa? Um, so today we're going to talk about like the portrayal of Jewish women in television because I don't know. It's something that really interested me. I... Um, did this as a paper back uh, when I was in college, and it continues to interest me. Like especially like with newer shows like Marvelous Miss Maisel, Miss Mrs. 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 Because she's, she's still technically she's married, still, even character. though she's separate. I'm yeah, separated she's from separated. Joel. Um, so just kind of looking into that, and just in other uh, portrayals and shows. Sure. So I was thinking, like, talk about like the history of it, kind of stereotypes that were brought into television, but also where those stereotypes come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I can think of, I feel like, um, and I'm sure you'll go into it, but I feel mm-hmm. like there's really, when I think of uh, like a Jewish woman yeah. in a movie or TV show, it's very much the same thing of just like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, what, like yeah. just kind of, I think of like like a shuttle woman or mm-hmm. just kind of like a matchmaker type thing of just right. like, oh, like a very, we see a lot of different versions of Jews and men, I think, because it's sometimes like, yeah, I'm a Jew, and I also <laughs> drive big cars or something. I don't know. I've never seen Fast and the Furious, but I'm sure there's like a, a vaguely Jewish character. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Vin sure. Diesel. Um, uh, but He's uh, ethnically ambiguous. We don't know. Okay, fair enough. I'm so sorry, Vin, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, 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 didn't, I don't really think of that many modern yeah jewish portray like you know i don't see a jewish woman like you or some of my coworkers here at (laughs) track 12 but yeah so so tell me yeah so basically the two kind of stereotypes i'll talk about are that of the jap jewish american princess and kind of the overbearing jewish mother stereotype oh yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. so those are kind of like the two main ones and they kind of act as each other's foils in a way but also i'll talk about it like they are, in the end, ha- kind of serve the same purpose. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, starting off, I guess, with the Jap, the f- uh, origin of it was early 20th century, but it was then known as the Ghetto Girl, and that was kind of described as, like, a young, unmarried woman, and usually, like, the daughter of immigrants. And so, wait, sorry, you said early 20th century? Yeah, early 20th. So, so with... Like the term "ghetto girl" or the, is that kind of referring to like, like the ethnic enclaves and ghettos? And okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she was described as being like very excessive, cheap, and like the clothing cheap and exaggerated. And I can't big jewels. I, I'm using I my hands. Yeah, right I can't help but point out she is uh, Alyssa. You gotta describe it. Of course, and that I mean that's also a Jewish stereotype. I think in mm-hmm. um in like all Jewish genders, but I think like really yeah, that's like a, that's how a, a you woman thing. Emphasize sure. <laughs> um, and then the actual term Jewish American princess, that didn't appear until the 1950s, but then it didn't become widespread until the early 1980s. Um, and then it was a very similar description of the Jap compared to Ghetto Girl, uh, obsessed with her physical attractiveness. She lives to consume and she never produces for herself. Wow. So it's, yeah. kind, it's kind of, I guess, it, it sounds like it's almost like insulting like the previous generation of Jewish women that it's like, we provided for our family. We, and it's yeah. kind of like, the, like spitting on the American dream of, Oh, how dare you try to kind of do things more for yourself when you have a community to serve. Right. And then she, so the Jap then acts in contrast of the Jewish mother stereotype. So Jewish mother stereotype, very overbearing. She serves her family 
almost to a point of too much. Like she's always there. Like uh, um, like the uh, the mom in the Goldbergs. Yeah, like she's characterized by devotion, hard work, selflessness, and a concern for her family, almost to a point of nagging and just yeah being overbearing almost to a point of nagging to a point of (laughs) nagging love you mom (laughs) we love our moms um so the stereotype of the overbearing jewish mother that was like a product that the to show like the old world still persisted in america oh yeah it's very yeah so then the jap and then the jewish mother they kind of like juxtapose each other and then what i was saying earlier so uh they're both then seen as entrappers. So it's kind of categorized as Japs to their boyfriends or husbands, and then the mothers to their sons. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. So I thought that was like really interesting because they're completely different, but then kind of have like an overarching kind of umbrella similarity. It's almost like a, like an ex, almost like Jewish code switching in a way. I, yeah, I kind of, yeah. Because it's kind of, you know, like the way that you and I are talking as millennial Jews is different than I'm going to talk to my boss who right. is more of a Gen X. Maybe. I don't want to, I don't want to guess. You, <laughs> you never, you never guess somebody's age. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess, just don't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And don't <laughs> say it on a podcast. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just want to give like a quick history of that because then we see it time and time again and it has persisted in television. Um, so most of the portrayals I'll talk about are in comedies, and that's not just um, like be, like it's just it's not a coincidence. Um, it kind of relies on the idea of an up, like the other or otherness. Mm-hmm. So both um, Jew, like being Jewish and being a woman are both seen as an other. And in comedy, as you know, like that's a really big thing, like kind of like an outsider's perspective, and it brings comedy and like into the clashing the of ideas part. and cultures. Right. Yeah. Um, so the first portrayal of a Jewish woman and basically a Jewish family in TV was in 1949, and it was also called the Goldbergs. Wow. Different. Yeah. Uh, it Two started... Two different Jewish families named the Goldbergs. Whoa. Taking a note. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Uh, <laughs> it started as a radio show, but then when TV became popular, it moved to that, and it was actually a really good um, prototype for future shows about families to come, not just Jewish families, but just families as a whole. Okay. Um, so after that was canceled, the next show to really show a Jewish main character wasn't until the 70s with the Mary Tyler Moore show and the character oh. of Rhoda Morgenstern. Oh, wow. Yeah, played by Valerie Harper. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> um, and then she got her own spinoff with Rhoda, which was from 74 to 78. And then since then, so kind of like the 70s through the 90s, uh, we saw kind of B. Arthur, um, like these are Jewish actresses, B. Arthur, sure. Mayan Bialik, Fran Drescher, Carol Kane, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, just to name a few. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course Julia Louis-Dreyfus of is Jewish. Of course. I, like <laughs> but, it's, a, it's a deceptively Jewish Yeah, name. why would you say it's deceptive? Um, this is interesting. Hmm. This comes, I, think, I make a point. <laughs> I don't know. I guess like her name doesn't sound like inherent. Like there's always oh, okay. that Jewish joke of, you know, like, oh, like, like Goldman, Wiseman, Wiseman <laughs> Epstein, but like Dreyfus, I think is a Jewish name. But yeah, like Richard Lewis, yeah. Louis is kind of like a more of a British name. Which and yeah. I feel like there isn't a huge community of British Jews, even though oh. I walked by a synagogue in well, Britain that once. Wasn't the point I was gonna make, but oh. an interesting point. Okay, well, please tell um, me. Yeah, of the uh, women I just listed, um, while they're all Jewish, only two of them played characters in their shows that were also Jewish. 
Okay. So I think sometimes, and I actually like talked about this like with the professor I did this paper for in the class. Um, he was saying that like no, like Elaine and Seinfeld was Jewish. Um, it's like usually in the show not clear, but there is an episode where uh, Jerry says to Elaine like, "Oh, you have shiksa appeal." So Shiksa oh is Yiddish for like a God. non-Jewish woman. I so she is stated as not being Jewish, though I think through some of her mannerisms, it kind of maybe comes across that she could be Jewish, mm-hmm. but she is not. <laughs> and also real, real quick, we should probably de- define the term Shiksa, which... I did. I said it's a non-Jew- okay. Yiddish right. for a non-Jewish woman. Yeah. But like more, but more specifically oh, in yeah. the cultural context. Yeah. So first of all, you know, it's not a good thing to call somebody like we it's not great but also neither's job <laughs> yeah the, so these are definitely terms that we're talking about maybe don't call somebody that because mm-hmm. that's rude and yeah uh insensitive but also so uh a shiksa is also sometimes used uh within the jewish community to kind of say like the jewish men yeah like yeah. oh like uh, uh kind of non-jewish women or temptresses that are yeah. taking away jews and uh, we talk about it on, uh, we will be talking on our episode about conversion, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of the whole idea of like, oh, like now uh, the Jewish community is being more splintered because uh, we have less yeah. Jews or something. And it's it's just a lousy thing to say. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's love who you want to yeah. love. Hashtag love. Love is love. <laughs> love is love is love. Thank you. <laughs> um, but kind of going off of what I was saying with Elaine, maybe like showing some Jewish characteristics. Yes. Um, so B. Arthur, who was Jewish, um, she played Maud in All in the Family and then the spinoff Maud and then Dorothy and Golden Girls. Um, she, to audiences, came off as Jewish, but she was purposely written as not. She's not supposed to be Jewish. Um, B. Ar- B. Arthur. B. Arthur okay. in the shows. Um, so this is known as a crypto Jew. And it's a character not written as Jewish, but because of some characteristics, which, again, stereotypically like aggressive, neurotic, clever or talkative, it made the audience believe otherwise that that she specifically was Jewish. Um, and then uh, critics of Maud mar- marked the title character as like stereotypically Jewish, um, like the Jewish mother stereotype. Um, but B. Arthur then stated in 1972 that the show's creators intentionally made Maud a wasp matron because, and this is what she said, if you made her Jewish, her courage in fighting bigotry would be personal instead of ideological. If Maud wow. uh, was written, uh, if her Jewishness was written in, then her courage and independence would have been viewed as nagging to the audience. But because That's she wasn't, so it's lousy. so messed up. But be, again, because she wasn't Jewish, it just was like, oh, she's a feminist icon. Which again, you see like the otherness. It can only be if you're a Jewish woman. Oh, I have to choose either uh, my Jewishness or my womanness. But it's also interesting that. In a way, that's still a pretty positive attribute for Jews that it's like, it's more that that based on that quote that Jews are more inherently like feminist and equal while it's like a stepping up thing. She was saying like it only it would almost be like serving her own purpose if she were to speak up against. Yeah. And it wouldn't be more like, oh, no, she's doing it because she's a good person and an independent and fiery spirit. Oh, no, she's doing it because she's in a minority yeah. and so yeah. so mod so mod's an example of a, a crypto jew that makes me think of in the queer community um uh the term uh queer baiting if you know what that is yeah yeah so th- that's kind of the idea of like oh these characters we are not going to call them uh, yeah. uh gay we're the characters mm-hmm. themselves are gonna you know have straight relationships like that's like i think i'm just describing the entire series of fraser <laughs> um oh true <laughs> 
but the, that whole idea of just like, oh, we're going to kind of get, feed you little things that you can kind of identify yeah. and be like, oh, this person Put is clearly together. queer, yeah. but they don't have to risk viewership (laughs) yeah they don't have to risk viewership or anything by saying like oh no they are queer yeah and then kind of on the opposite spectrum of the crypto drew is having a non-jewish jewish actress uh play a jewish character so i talked earlier about rhoda played by valerie harper uh not jewish and then also the daughter in the original goldbergs wasn't jewish and then so this kind of idea suggests that Jewishness can be performed, that it's something like, oh, it's an accent. Oh, it's mannerisms. And um, we were talking earlier about like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I love that show. I think it's amazing. It it truly like, gets great. Yeah. Um, and like Rachel Brosnan, obviously, like she's won two Emmys now for it. One Emmy. I believe she's. she's yeah, she's doing award great. winning for this. But like I and I love her in it. But then sometimes when I watch it, I kind of get like a weird feeling because I'm like, where does the New York accent end and the Jewish voice begin? Yeah. And it's a weird thing to think because like, yeah, like it has like that New York, but she definitely like has the Jewish mannerisms and that plays into the character. But then it's at a certain point like, OK, like it's just you're performing Jewish for sure. It's almost like uh, Jane Lynch's character is performing as a fat character and then they found that offensive because she's not fat and she's not from the Bronx. Do you think that's like a meta commentary almost to that? I I mean, I don't know. Because then again, like, um, oh, I just forgot her name. The creator. Jesus. Uh, Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah, she is Jewish, oh, I believe. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, Sherman, am I right? <laughs> I, I think I looked it up and she is Jewish and so is Alex Borstein who plays... Um, Sally. Not no. That's not her name. Susie. Susie. Yeah. Jeez, but I, she's not supposed to be Jewish in it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because it's like, first of all, Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah. Uh, if great. you don't know. We love her. We love, we love her. Also the creator <laughs> of uh, Gilmore Girls and. Bunheads. And Bunheads. And both those <laughs> Guys, shows. I love Bunheads. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, but that's, oh, that's so a different good. episode. <laughs> the Jewish Bunheads episode. But uh, especially Gilmore Girls, Bunheads. it was kind of called like the most Jewish show that isn't Jewish just because the characters and you if you watch Maisel you know this as well that they talk fast it's very much like early 20th century vaudeville which was Mm -hmm. filled uh with Jews and that's where a lot of Jewish actors and comedians got their start here like oh they started in vaudeville or oh their parents were in vaudeville and it does that make the Muppets technically Jewish I think okay Scooter he Jewish (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, there's definitely, I, yeah, but I don't do know, there's you, like that feeling of. But do you think that because Amy Sherman Palladino, um, grew up in Judaism and I'm mm-hmm. sure that the writer's room is filled with Jews mm-hmm. that even though Rachel Brosnahan like, isn't oh, it's okay, cause Jewish, it's... cause I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a very slippery slope mm-hmm. and confusing thing because, you know, casually Jewish characters will be played by non-Jews a lot, but it, it does get dicier when it becomes like specifically is Tony Shalhoub um that's a good question I don't know I don't know if Tony uh Shalhoub he's either I'll say if he's not Jewish I'll say it's I think I I looked it up I believe Kevin Pollack is Jewish yes uh and no Tony Shalhoub is uh was born and raised in a Christian family there you go but he (laughs) uh he his father, his father Jew. was a was a meat peddler, which is a very Jewish profession. <laughs> it counts. Um, yeah, it counts. Um, and then, kind of like a third thing, like looking at Jewish characters, you'll have a Jewish actor or actress um, playing a Jewish character on the show, but then their Jewishness is only brought up 
for plot or played off for laughs. Sure. So this would kind of be seen in Friends with um, Ross and Monica. And I think unless you're watching a Christmas episode, I don't think their Jewishness is ever talked about. Unless like the f- the parents visit because Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould, but again, I don't think it's ever like, I'm Elliot Gould, I'm Jewish, which would be crazy. Like That would be weird. But also, I mean, that's basically Elliot Gould's thing. <laughs> Him and like Richard Kind. It's just like, we're Jewish. <laughs> True. He's in the Muppet movie. That's right. Muppets came out. Uh, right. um, so yeah, like specifically like in the Friends, one of the Christmas episodes, the one where Ross is like the armadillo, the Hanukkah armadillo. The, yes. Yeah. They're, again, it's never really talked about except to um, contrast Christmas and the Christian characters. Um, and it also, it makes yeah. a, that episode makes a good point of like, oh, there isn't really that much of a space for Jews yeah. during the Christmas period and especially it's hard for jewish youth that want something to identify with so they'll go with more christian um uh uh figures yeah and then kind of similarly similarly um with new girl and um schmidt that's right again like we do know he uh that he's jewish i think he brings it up pretty early on yeah he's very much Um, like my rebbe would be very upset yeah so really the only times it's he'll say a Jewish phrase or a Yiddish phrase or something. And again, just, it's just convenient for the show to play it off. But also and I, so believe, must be like, I believe oh, the Schmidt. actor is Jewish. He is Jewish. Yeah. yeah. His name is Max. Well, I was Greenfield. saying Jewish playing. Yeah. Jew- yeah. Okay. Well, I guess, um, just double checking. Ma- uh, Monica's uh, Courtney Cox. Is she Jewish? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think David Schwimmer is either. David Schwimmer is. Oh, he is. If he is. Cox. David Schwimmer 100% is. This Are you is, kidding this me? This is not going to be the podcast where we... we Double check. <laughs> got all my Google results. He's definitely yep, Jewish. He, uh, yeah. So his parents are German-Jewish. German-Jewish. He great. is German-Jewish. Um, great. Schwimmer. Um, so then, I mean, your girl's pretty recent, but then, so two shows, again, like comedies that I focus on would be Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Broad City. Both sadly ended, but they're great if you haven't watched them. And pretty do it. accurate <laughs> and like lived in uh, mm-hmm. uh, experiences of Jewishness and Jewish women. Yeah, so with those shows in, per- in particular, like we see kind of a shift. So they're Jewish just because they're Jewish. And also in both of those shows, pilot episodes, their Jewishness is known if that makes sense, in both pilots. So in Broad City, um, Abby and Alana are making an ad to make money, like to clean people's houses and stuff. And they write uh, just two Jewesses trying to make a buck. And then in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rachel Bloom's character, Rebecca Bunch, kind of has like an incident with her new boss. And uh, he says something like, oh, my wife got one of those lawyers, one of those Jewish types, uh, says something like that. And then she's like, oh... I'm actually, I'm Jewish. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you have such like a small nose. And I think if it was any other show, that would have been like the whole episode, like, oh, my new boss is anti-Semitic. And it's also not played off for laughs. It's kind of like, oh, we're going to go back to the, she says like, we're going to circle back to that Jewish thing because that's a conversation we need to have. So I thought it was like handled really well. Like it makes like, it lets the audience know more insight into the character. Sure. But also... It's also it's like, a more hey, accurate experience. It is a more, yeah. So it wouldn't be like, I'm angry and this is what I'll talk about and I'll bring it up to HR. But also, yeah, that wasn't right. We need to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, a quote that I really liked is that these shows, um, again, they're just Jewish because they are Jewish. And it's, I had to find where I got this quote, but it's 
described as being more Andy Samberg and less Andy or and less Adam Sandler, the Jewishness. So it's like a more like subdued, like, yeah, I'm Jewish, but I'm still going to interesting not do like Jewish comedy or I'm not going to sure. just play that up for laughs. Yeah. Like I, I may, I don't really tell any Jewish jokes in my stand up. I don't think. Yeah. I can't Neither think of <laughs> Great. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think like, you know, it, there's not a way to do it that doesn't feel either a played out or b mm-hmm. kind of like punching down in your own people. You know, right. if that makes sense. I mean, in both those shows, there are episodes where the Jewishness is played up. But at this point in the show, it's almost like we know what you would think of this character in the past. Like it's like kind of like putting a mirror up to society. Sure. So there's like a birthright episode of Broad City and they're like on the plane um, going to Israel. And then with their birthright troop, I don't think they call it birthright. It's but it's birthright. Yeah. And they're like with Seth Green and they just start chanting Jews, 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 like on the <laughs> plane, like so like over the top ridiculous, probably would never happen. Um, and then there's the whole bit of in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the Jap battle rap, which is very funny. And it just, it brings these stereotypes to the forefront. And then you kind of see like, oh, but that's not actually her character yeah, but that's like, like what people could assume and they're also like in the middle of rapping and then they start like dissecting and breaking yeah down it's like oh we support israel and they were like yeah oh wait that might be <laughs> so like, let me ask you something yeah. so as um a jewish woman and seeing these more current day portrayals mm-hmm. of um jewish women what uh, what does that mean to you um i i think it just it's interesting to see like the shift and it's like oh because I talked earlier like you can only be one or the other and I think these shows like no I'm gonna show my Jewishness and I'm gonna show my womanness and you either like it or you don't it's I'm not gonna choose between one or the other it's still gonna be funny and there it is like it's not Hmm. played for laughs and it's still both funny shows both comedies but it's it's not not making fun of of it's not yeah um and like that shift like it happened uh like with those shows because i think they both 2013 2014 there was a uh 2013 pew study um that came out and said while more than nine out of ten american jews aged 18 to 29 say they're proud to be jewish only a third of them or sorry yeah only one third of them um identify like with the religion so they're mostly like the cultural aspect yeah. So that's kind of like more with like a millennial Jew, uh, like identifies Jewish, but not so much on the religious front. And then, yeah, more culturally. And then also with that study, uh, 43% of them said that having a good sense of humor is essential to their Jewish heritage. And that's the same percentage that said um, what also is essential is caring about Israel. So like having the comedy and caring about Israel being the same, like that, again, comedy and that otherness is such like a big identity thing in the jewish culture and it's really interesting to see yeah i i agree right (laughs) (laughs) um and that shift too i talked earlier about like having like that old world and that's where the jewish mother stereotype came from and we're seeing less of that too because like sadly like that's dying off um that generation really isn't here anymore so we don't relate we don't have that experience so that's also why we're seeing like these new types of jews just culturally jewish um yeah it's outdated at this point and and without the jewish mother you can't really have 
the contradiction of the Jewish American princess. Like I feel like one, it's yin and yin and yang. Like one doesn't work without the other. Yeah. It's, and like it's more like really cool. There are versions of those stereotypes that still exist. Right. Like you, there, there's now the Jewish stereotype of just like the general, just rich Jew. Like it's a different version of the Jewish American princess yeah. in the 21st century of just like oh. Uh, everything is paid for, like the the gross thing of like oh like dad's credit card yeah. and stuff like that. And there's more. Uh, I mean, I think there is this stereotype now with the Jewish mother of like straddling the line between um, remembering and doing what her parents mm-hmm. did and observed, and trying to mm-hmm. fit into the modern politicized world yeah. that we live in. Yeah. I guess I should write this paper now. Go for it. The baton has been passed. Yeah, we'll have we'll have a paper writing contest here. Like, uh, I truly miss writing papers. Like I, I sure you don't miss writing papers. I so, like I I, mi- I miss looking around and learning stuff. And honestly, doing this podcast has kind yeah. of it uh, scratched that itch a little bit of yeah. just like oh, it is nice to uh, learn new stuff. And hey, guys, if you're bored, don't stream a show. Straight up paper. <laughs> that was better. Yeah. Or listen to this podcast. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thanks for telling me about this. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting because it's also it's making me think. And you know, we'll 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 close out in a minute. But it kind of makes me think of all the different stereotypes for different religions and uh, ethnicities and such mm-hmm. that exist in the world. And you know, these specific things are specific to Jews, but you know, stereotypes exist in all cultures, and they all are kind of extinct and it's a matter of like you know stereotypes within the culture kind of helps form a relationship in almost a way like Mm -hmm. uh, with the work that we do here at tribe 12 some you know we'll sometimes do like a a jewish mother thing or make a little winking joke but at the same time it's like it's okay (laughs) yeah how do we move on and evolve to connect in ways that aren't um uh generalizing yeah it's like where is I was going to say, where is, like, Judaism as a culture, like, where that's heading now? Yeah. And, I mean, we can kind of, yeah, we don't really know for sure, but, but I think... we're here for the ride. Oh, yeah. Look, hi. Ooh, that should be how we end the podcast. And eh, that's no, fine. Shalom and L'chaim. Yeah. <laughs> Just really that's, serious. That's Jewish Walter hey guys, Cronkite. L'chaim. Shalom and L'chaim. <laughs> You Jewish? Yeah. What's uh, Cronkite Jewish? Yeah, Cronkite. Very Jewish name. Yeah. Walter's a Jewish <laughs> oh, name. Oh, Walter. Uh, but anyway, that, I, I guess uh, that's... That's uh, it? Yeah. That's so, all, uh, folks. Uh, Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. shalom. <laughs> and L'chaim. L'chaim. Okay. Okay. <laughs>